Welcome to Here for the Cocktail Party. I'm Rayanne. And I'm Sean. Each week, we'll be sipping cocktails, spilling tea, and diving into the latest gossip on Matt James' season of The Bachelor. Kiki with us every week as we overanalyze the contestants' love connection and follow their journey with a healthy dose of alcohol and skepticism. And this week, we are recapping episode eight, which is usually my favorite week, hometown week. This one left a lot to be desired, but we'll get into that. (laughs) We just really need them to start traveling again because it's like really different when they're in the heart of Alabama. Everyone just came onto the Nemecolon and just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. The fall foliage is starting to wear out on us. But you know what is not wearing off is this cocktail because this week we were sipping on a penicillin and... Girl, did it feel great. (laughs) Even this pill barely got me through the episode because they just kept dragging it out. (laughs) Rayanne, do we need to have a serious conversation? Do you have a drug problem that we haven't talked about? (laughs) Yes, I have a penicillin problem. (laughs) If penicillin is codenamed for something else, I'm in for it. (laughs) I'm so bad on pills. I just, I got my gallbladder out. They gave me Percocets and I would just fall asleep, wake up, take one, fall asleep. I was like, how do people function on pills? I guess that's why they like them because they just go to sleep. Well, I think they mix it with their vodka martinis and boom, you are good to go. It's like you have go-go juice ready to just party. You know, this was a good cocktail because we really needed to numb our feelings from what is happening and this cocktail sure did it. I mean, I was so drunk off these cocktails that I mixed up Serena P and Abigail. So Piper. Oh, see, (laughs) you know, all of them are starting to blend together now. So unfortunately, well, we open the episode, we get a little chat with all the ladies that I really don't think they say anything much of that has much substance. So we go straight into Michelle's hometown date. And she says she wants to bring a little bit of Minnesota to the Nemecolon. And what really just stood out to me is how they are wearing the exact same color shirt and black jeans. They looked like twins. I'm not usually here for the whole matching couples thing. I think it's very tacky. But this had my heart sore. It was one of those movie magic moments. And we know that he deserves to be with Michelle. But we know that isn't going to fucking happen, and it makes me more upset that they got to match. So they are twinsies on their bike ride that they go on. And Michelle's like, oh, can you see yourself riding a double bike with your kids? And he's like, yeah, but then I also see my kids, like, speeding up and, like, kicking me. I'm like, oh, so you see your children trying to physically harm you. That's good. So these are the lessons you are going to try and teach your children. Hmm. I think there's a red flag right there. But, you know, he has the coordination to hold hands with her while they bike ride. And then she's like, oh, I want to give you something 
that's part of my day to day. And she walks into this auditorium that is who knows where. And there's a Zoom class taking place. And all of her students are on the screen. And let me tell you, these kids will be child stars someday. They were so cute. I wrote that down. I was like, did they just find all of the most well-spoken kids in the class? And we're like, yeah, yeah, you guys will be on TV. What about the rest of her class? I'm sure they felt really bad that they weren't involved. What about the shy girl? We want to hear from her, okay? Exactly. So it was really cute. The, her students genuinely seemed to really, really like her. And she seems like a very sweet, supportive teacher. She seems like she is just very good at her job and she loves it. So that was really cool to see. And she just keeps calling him Mr. James. And for some reason, that sounded so weird to me. Yeah, it definitely had like an off-putting feeling and I wasn't here for it. But these kids come out guns blazing with these questions about, is Michelle your only girlfriend? Do you love her? Are you going to get married to her? And I was like, damn kids, like, you know more in the third grade than I ever knew in my whole lifetime, really. Yeah, they were really uh, playing hardball with with Mr. James here. (laughs) And I loved all of them. (laughs) And then she asked at the end, she's like, all right, well, give me a thumbs up if if you like Mr. James. And they all like reluctantly put their thumbs up. And the sassy kid, Evan, who like asked if they kissed yet, I was waiting for him to just give a thumbs down. I was like, Evan, do it for all of us. Give a thumbs down. <laughs> Evan, we know how you feel. You think this is gross. Give us the thumbs down that we deserve. <laughs> but they're all very sweet. They give a thumbs up. And I thought that was really cute. Like a really nice touch for the episode. It's like 2020 was really fucked up. But I feel like this was like the road to repair of 2020 because it was so wholesome that you're like, I believe in the world again. I won't have this feeling tomorrow, but tonight (laughs) during Michelle's date for these five seconds, I believed that the world was good. (laughs) Also, one of them was working the mute button like a pro, like probably better than half the people you have to have Zoom meetings with. She like flipped it on and off. She will be an IT professional when she grows up. I endorse that. So after we have that cute little date and Matt looks like he's going to poop his pants while the children ask him questions, we get to uh, mom and dad. And usually the dads are like the highlight for me. And Michelle's dad was very cute. And I did enjoy him a lot, actually. (laughs) Yeah, the dad was really giving it to me. And I didn't know how I felt in the moment, but I was so happy to have him on the screen. I don't know. It just gave me tremendous joy. Yeah, he was cute. And he just sits down with her and he's pretty much like, well, what do you like about Matt? And Michelle says that he wants to make a difference. And she talks about all of the things that he does for inner city kids. And he actually does things and he's not just talk and that she would that she would say yes to a proposal and this is where you I felt like this a lot during the episode that we really just don't know these people like we have a little sneak peek of what he does for a living and like what she does for a living but like we actually got to 
see and hear about it from them personally. And it just makes you realize how much time they just spent on all that bullshit in the first like five weeks of the show. Yes. I'm just sitting here forgetting names. And at this point, I usually have them locked down. But when I look at all of these four girls that we're going into hometowns with, I'm like, what is their purpose in life? I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to the purpose in life because I'm still trying to figure that out also. But (laughs) (laughs) look, they're on national television and they're 22 (laughs) years old. They should know the purpose in life. But I thought it was so smart of her dad because he even makes a comment well I wanted to get her feelings first so then when I went to talk to Matt I knew exactly what to say and he is grilling Matt and it is the best thing of this episode probably well we also hear from Michelle that she was in a hard place a couple of years ago and she like breaks down in tears it's like, was it a bad breakup? I think this is the first time we've ever seen her emotional about anything. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about now, but you're unpacking it. And I guess that's good. <laughs> I guess you have to unpack it at some point. I mean, usually we're just used to her doing push-ups and being a badass. But yeah, unpack it, Michelle. Whoever hurt you, Michelle, we will come for them, okay? You give us their name and phone number immediately. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this date was pretty easy. They always put the first one as like the easy one where the parents just ask a few questions and then are just like totally okay with everything. Yeah, I feel like even though the dad kind of gave him a hard time at first, he still approved of it. The, they were playing basketball and the mother legitimately looked like she was just going to smack the basketball out of Matt's hands. And I wanted that to happen so badly. <laughs> it would have been a real great moment, but obviously Matt James was hurt enough this episode, so they couldn't bring him down even more. Yeah, so she expresses her feelings. He doesn't say anything back they do make out and i was thankful it was the back of her head so that we didn't really have to look at any eyes open from his side so that's where we ended i can't do any more eyes open it's just really creeping me out at this point then we move on to rachel and she drives up in an old-fashioned car and blindfolds him and in his in the moment he's just gushing about how much he likes her which he doesn't do about anybody else anybody else and this is exactly why we know that he picks her everyone's like oh we don't know come on everyone there's so many signs that she is the one he picks yeah he just he's just real into it and they drive up to a plane and This is where he just starts to giggle again. I cannot wait until he stops giggling on my TV. I have to. (laughs) That's that's your one pet peeve of Matt, the giggling. Just nonstop. It is really a lot. And I don't know why it's happening. But his giggling just comes at the worst times. Do you think he giggles during situations where he wants to curse and he can't curse? Because maybe that would be my crutch as well. I think I might. I think I might be Matt James. I feel like you giggle at the right times. And he just, it's like a random moment. Let's giggle. Like the whole Heather thing. Why the fuck would you giggle at that? So they are going to go, is this skydiving? Or I don't know. They're jumping from a plane. And Matt's like, I'm a thrill seeker. It's like, oh, you are? (laughs) Great. I mean, he almost tried to kill Bree in their first date, so he 
does seek thrill at some point. True. My main concern on this date was there was the two instructors. One was a man of appropriate age to be doing this. And the other was definitely like his son, who was probably 12 years old. And he was just like, yeah, you can come along. You'll be on TV. You just got to jump out with, you know, one of the contestants. Don't worry. It'll all be okay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the dude definitely didn't look like he should be a skydive instructor. Sorry, dude, if you have the credentials, but um, it looked a little rough. So, of course, they jump out of the plane. Rachel's like, oh, I'm in heaven. And I'm like, bitch, I can't wait for you to crash. (laughs) Meanwhile, I was like, you could not pay me to do this. Matt looked like he was going to barf. This is like my dream date. I know. I was thinking about you when you were were doing this. And I was like, this is my worst nightmare. Let's jump out of five planes. Like, why do we have to stop at one? Hell no. (laughs) You are a crazy person. (laughs) My favorite line from Rachel, though, she was you know, free falling or whatever. And she's like, I told Matt I was falling for him. And now I'm literally falling for him. And she just says it into whatever GoPro camera they have on her. Like Matt can't hear it at all. She's just like spouting this nonsense while she's floating in the air. Uh, I mean, she's been spouting nonsense this whole time. You know how I loathe her. (laughs) Out of all of the contestants, you could cut half her lines. And she would still be annoying. So really crash into the ground, Rachel, which come to find out. (laughs) Well, that's what happens next. (laughs) So Matt lands first and he collapses on this strange man, the one who is of appropriate age to be doing this activity. And then Rachel comes flying down and they have a bumpy ass landing like She hits her back super hard, I think hits her head. I don't even know what happened. I'm going to be honest and tell you that I did rewind it and I was in fact giggling and that's I'm just going to admit it. I'm sorry. This was (laughs) the appropriate time to giggle. (laughs) I cannot tell you how much joy this brought me. Like if this would have happened to Zach last season, I would have been above the moon. The best part was her hair was like full of grass and just sticking up. And then the next scene, it's like properly brushed. I'm sure she was like, give me a fucking brush right now. Like who fucking brushed her hair? Like we need to know because (laughs) if we jumped out of a plane and crashed like that, none of us would look like that. Oh man. Uh, And then we go on to meeting mom dad and sister and they pan to the dad before they walk in and like he's already skeptical like okay well i guess he's gonna be the one that's gonna be annoying and they walk in they say how they went skydiving and the dad's like oh did you crap your pants (laughs) (laughs) cool dad cool 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 well if that doesn't paint a picture for matt james i don't know what does and then the mom He's like, oh, I thought we were going to go skydiving together. I was here the whole time. And she like doesn't know how to respond to that. She's like, mom, I'm on a fucking TV show. And this was my activity with him. So sorry I didn't bring you. <laughs> this is like one of the moms who's like, well, 
I could go on the date with you. What if we do a triple date where I'm on the date and then you two are on the date? She never got out of her helicopter phase. Exactly. Then Rachel talks with the mom. She said she's falling in love really easily. She has a lot of makeup on, but she's bruised up. And I was like, the mom just wants to be like, well, that's what you get for not going skydiving with me. It's just bruises on your face. I actually took your voodoo doll and fucking threw it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) I just literally see her mom like stabbing Rachel's voodoo doll and then just throwing it on the ground. And then like pan to Rachel literally fucking eating shit. The mom, the mom is the main suspect. She did this to her. We all know. Then we get the dad with Matt and he's like, I don't see how you can get, you can get married in such a short period of time. And they he, you know, typical dad bullshit. He's skeptical. Yeah, but he didn't like bring the punch. Like I needed him to like bring the drama and it just fell flat for me. The performance fell flat. Yeah. And then Rachel talks to him and she kind of like snaps back at him because the dad is like, well, don't you think he's saying all the same stuff to all the other girls who are still here? And she's like, no, I think that he's saying it to me because I think we have something special. And I was like, all right, well, at least she's confident. And then the dad shook his drink with the ice and I wanted to pour it on his head because when people shake drinks with ice, especially iced coffee in like an office setting, that shit just puts me over the edge okay well i just have to say i am the iced coffee swisher (laughs) that is like my favorite hobby my favorite pastime you're lucky my desk was far from you i didn't hear it (laughs) that would have been the end to our friendship real quick (laughs) the more you know people the more you know (laughs) so she defends her whole actions and she defends herself against her dad And, you know, they say goodbye. Yeah, I think just one thing that is interesting to bring up is when Matt and Rachel are talking after they leave the family. He's like, I don't want to have a conversation to like ask for your parents blessing right now, because if it gets to that moment, you know, I'll call them and do that. But I'm not going to have those conversations in person right now because we don't know how this is all going to end and I was like I actually appreciate that because if you are the type of person that is traditional in that sense and wants to ask for blessings whatever and obviously on this show they usually are I hate when they would just go into every family and be like hypothetically speaking if I like maybe want to marry your daughter like can I do it (laughs) like no I want to say the past three bachelors have done that. They've gone into literally every single family and been like, well, you know, do I have your blessing? And it's like, bitch, no. Yeah. So I I appreciated his, his comment on that. I think that actually makes a lot of sense. So at least we learned that about him. Yeah. So that ends the horrible date. The one we finally just made it through. And the next one is Brie. And I am so excited for this date because one, I just love her. I mean, you called it first that we would love her, but now I'm like 
fully committed. So she decides to do a little payback and they go off-roading with a Jeep, which I think is a smart move because in their first one-on-one date, Matt James almost killed her going off-roading with four-wheelers. So they kind of got a big hunk of metal to protect them this time. Yeah, and there's clearly not enough activities to do around the premise, so they need to drive dangerously again. I thought we were over that after last week, but apparently not. Never. So they go off-roading, but they go on a picnic after, and I appreciated this conversation the most because I just feel like Brie was being so real with him. Even though we don't know much about anyone, I feel like, unfortunately, this is probably the realest conversation he's had with anyone this season. Yeah, I mean, they touched on her family dynamic a little bit on their one-on-one, but that was so damn long ago and it never came up again, so it was a reminder. And yeah, she's just saying how she, you know, she doesn't come from a conventional family structure and neither does he the the thing about this show is like they always harp on this like traditional conventional family structure and it's like probably more often than not people don't have that so we just like get over it and everybody's family is different everybody's family has positive and negatives and that's what happens when you get married you just blend in with whatever there is to blend into you know i mean the divorce rate is 50 percent in america and yet the bachelor and bachelorette find all of these people that don't have broken families and then there's like one out of all the people that came onto this show you're telling me that most of them have not divorced parents that's an anomaly at this point Yeah, I mean, it was a good conversation. You get to learn a little bit more, but they just always harp on that. So then we get to meet Bree's mom, her best friend, who is also Bree, and then her baby sister. And we're talking baby. I was like, oh, she'll be like 16. She's super excited to go on national television. And then it's like, oh, no, this bitch is like three months old. I like how you just called a three-month-old a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Look, everyone is born a bitch and the rest is up to history, okay? (laughs) So she's holding the baby. It seemed like she never got to meet this baby yet which that makes sense like if they don't live in the same city and it was the pandemic and then she came on to do this show like out of all the years it would make sense that she didn't get to meet this child yet. Yeah, that's true. Because the baby won't stop crying. Like, who is this bitch? I'm just gonna keep crying because you handed me off to a complete stranger. And poor Brie. Yeah, and this other guy's staring at me and looking like he's pooping his pants. (laughs) What's going on? Oh, so this is what it is like to have children and literally the fear crept into his eyes. Exactly. And he says to the mom that I've been taking good care of Brie. And the mom's face was just like, oh yeah, you have? Yes, the mom is like, I see through your bullshit and I am going to counter your offer. And she is coming with a tough question and she is like G.I. Jane and he is going to be dead meat soon because she is not here for it. Yeah, she sits down with him and he starts to give some, you know, the spiel about growing up with single parents and the mom just flat out, is like so are you in love with her like 
doesn't even give him the time of day and just flat out asks him that. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and he says, I'm falling for her. And the mom just gives like this nod and just says, okay. <laughs> like, Brutal. She doesn't believe it. And at this point, I don't even know if Matt James believes it. Oh God. Yeah, this mom was not having any of it. And I was watching this episode with, my friend Mallory and her husband Gianni. And Mallory just looks at me and she's like, she looks like Kathy Najimy, who is Mary in Hocus Pocus. And I was like, 100%. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. She's in the updated version because she is edgy with a nose ring, okay? And Mary would totally have a nose ring if if it was these days. Exactly. So then I just started thinking about Hocus Pocus and I got happy. But then Brie talks to her best friend and she's saying that she's falling in love with him and she sees a future and all this Hocus Pocus as you will. Yep. And then Brie talks to her mom and this is where Brie just starts crying. She's having a lot of feelings. I, I'm not convinced that she really wants to be with him in the long haul anyway. And I think talking to her mom is like making her officially come to that realization. So she's just having a lot of feeling. And the mom essentially ends their conversation with, well, if he dumps you, we'll survive. <laughs> so that is a great end to that. They say their goodbyes. And of course, this is where Bree and Matt have their little moment outside of wherever they are at this point. And Bree says that she is falling in love with Matt. Matt, of course, doesn't really reveal any of his feelings. And I'm just like, Matt, you already has have given it away. Like you reveal so many feelings to Rachel, but no one else on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And then our last and final date. So we clearly know something's going to go wrong. <laughs> it always does with the last one is little baby Serena P and she is taking him on a tour of Canada because she is Canadian. And she's like testing him on basic things and he's just completely failing. Like she asked how many points of the maple leaf there are. Meanwhile, the maple leaf flag is all over the room. He could just count it. <laughs> right, like he could have just looked. He could have just been like, hum and then counted but no he gets that wrong he doesn't know what a hat and a shoe is he doesn't know a lot of canadian terms so i feel like he definitely wouldn't <laughs> survive in canada but the favorite part of this is they actually eat food i don't know if this got you as excited as me but i was like they're eating food this is the best part of the episode it did i was like glad to see him eating the poutine but then i was like you probably had two bites and then remembered how much you read your peloton and was like i cannot have any more of this that poutine looked fucking delicious and then she asked there's some sort of like canadian ham and he's like i've had spam before and she's like no but you have you had ham and this was the point where i was like she fucking hates him so much <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into the night portion and this is the biggest family that he meets this whole time uh it's the same as rachel's family it's the mom the dad and the sister 
But this sister just had a lot more to say. We like barely heard from Rachel's sister. So the the dad throws in a dad joke and I knew we were in good hands with Serena P's dad. <laughs> it just, oh, oh gosh, I don't know. And then of course, the sister makes a joke about how Serena isn't the only girl Matt is dating and Matt was not a fan. He was like, what'd you say? Like he was ready to fight her. Dude, this sister and Bree's mom they could just tag team, <laughs> just rip down everybody. So the mom sits down with Matt and is like, what do you like about her? And he's like, well, she's smart and beautiful and she challenges me and she doesn't take any crap. It's like, yeah, that's probably why she actually hates you, Matt. And this is where, like, you could definitely see the tables turning because the sister sits down with her and just lays down the truth. She's like, there's everything. He's like everything that I think you want and I think you should have, but there's something missing. And I don't want you to just check off boxes because he has certain great things about him. And then she's like, I feel like you're talking yourself into this. And I was like, oof, you should have been on Drag Race with that Reed girl. (laughs) Right? The library is open and she is reading the house down. Yeah. And Serena talks to the dad, to the mom, and just all of the things that they're talking about just confuses her more and more. And I think the parents are just really smart and subtle in the way that they don't want her to end up with him. Like a lot of the times the parents are like aggressive and just like blatantly be like, we don't think you should be with this person, but they have nothing to back it up. Whereas they were having like intellectual conversations about maybe why they have so many differences and like why it wouldn't work out, but like in a really subtle way. Yes. And it made her question it where most girls, when the parents are so aggressive or boys, they're like, well, no, now I'm going to marry this person. And the parents made Serena P think about the relationship and she goes a spiraling. Yeah. So they're saying goodbye. And the mom gives Matt a hug and she goes, it was nice meeting you. And all I could think about was her and her head being like, and I'll never see you ever again in my life. And so they have their little moment outside and Serena P comes clean about how she's like very confused. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, at least you told him. Right. Yeah. And they have like murder music in the background. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, this isn't good. I mean, when they start playing the murder music, uh, we're in trouble. And then Mallory pointed this out as well. Matt was like, Telling her to stop thinking about the future. And she was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this would really work, Serena, if you just stop thinking. (laughs) Sound advice, pal. Then, of course, that ends hometowns. It was very lackluster. But um, then Matt has lots to think about. And, you know, he pulls in Chris Harrison and has a one-on-one with him. And is like, you know, I really actually really cared for Serena P. But after this hometown, I'm really questioning it. Questioning it. 
And I don't know what's really going on. Yeah, and Chris Harrison's like, well, you need to dive into this. And I don't mean later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, mean now. <laughs> oh, Chris. So Matt is talking and is like, I can tell she has she has doubts. I'm like, she explicitly said to you she had doubts. <laughs> so Matt goes to talk to her to try and flesh this out a little bit. And he gives this whole spiel about he can, how he can see a future with her and how they can share a life together. And she just puts her head down and I'm like, oh shit. She really hated that tantric yoga date because she's just about to fuck him up. And she goes, peace out. Actually, this isn't working and I'm breaking up with you. And I feel like in the the first time in a while... The Bachelor is getting broken up with rather than The Bachelor breaking up with people. Yeah. It's like Matt was never told that they don't like him. And this was a real kick in the ass. It really was because then she walks him out to this car that I don't know where he's driving. And then he starts crying in the back of the limo. And all I thought was like, is he trying to be the bat, like vying to be the bachelor again? Like this is like the exit that we always hope for and we never get anymore. Yeah. He's like, this doesn't seem to be working out for me. Maybe they'll (laughs) let me do it again. So he's like crying up a storm. And I was like, okay, I didn't even know you felt that way about her. So I'm very confused. Yeah, but good for Serena P for being like, later, bro. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, girl, no one saw it. We already thought you had no chemistry, but obviously that's not the case. And so they go into the rose ceremony and Matt makes this whole speech about how Serena P isn't there and how, you know he kind of really saw a future with her and it kind of makes the girls think like, wait, what? Yeah, this is the first time where they all got roses by default and it's like Brie even says that she's disheartened that she got the last last rose, aka like if Serena P stayed, was I going to be the one that got kicked off and like went home? So it does make all of them think a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, not Michelle. Michelle looks actually very smitten. And she's like, yeah, this is true. great. And I was like, girl, you better rethink some things. That was that. Lackluster hometowns, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, we made it through everyone, but I think we made it through because we drank lots of cocktails. So next week... We will be drinking white wine during the Women Tell All because these basic bitches are going to rehash all of the drama we already know about. Um, and we are actually not going to do a podcast episode, but we will be live tweeting all of the nonsense that goes on next week. Yeah, I just refuse to spend an hour talking about things that we've already talked about why they're all awful. And yes, I suppose I will watch it. However, just like many of you, I'm sure I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the one thing that you just have to get through to really get to the juicy bit. <laughs> so we are skipping next week, but we will be back 
when fantasy suites come into play and we are very excited about that because hopefully we will get another windmill moment with one of these girls um so join us in two weeks as we talk about fantasy suites and all the steamy gossip until then follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at here for the cocktail party all one word for more content and cocktail recipes. And yeah, we will be tweeting along next week, but no podcast. And we will talk to you in two weeks. See you later.